Did you know that being frugal comes with some incredible advantages? In fact, statistics show that individuals who embrace a frugal lifestyle can often experience greater financial security, increased savings, and a greater sense of contentment. Today, we'll explore some of the best frugal examples from the life of one of the world's most renowned investors, Warren Buffett. Good day and welcome to the Save Like Dave podcast, where we are on a mission to help you save and win with your money on almost any income level. Dave retired at 55, traveled the world, and lived abundantly, all while making well under $50,000 a year his entire career. Now it's your turn. Let's take your financial dreams to the next level. Today's podcast is all about a living legend, 92 years old, and one of the greatest investors of all time. And Dave's going to share some really interesting examples of Warren Buffett's life and how being frugal has really served him well in life. Well, thank you as always, Nate. And thank you, podcast friends, for joining me on this one. It's a pretty interesting one, and I think you might get a point or two out of it, and that is my goal, that you'll take one thing out of this podcast that you can do in your life to change your life to be more successful with your finances. That's the purpose that I try to share every week, to get you started in the right direction or move the needle so that you win with money. But before we get started, I want to share a story of an incident that happened over 50 years ago, and I still get razzed about it today from my daughter. Now, as you probably know, if you've listened to my podcast now for a while, I am frugal. I've been frugal my whole life, and sometimes I go a little bit too far. (laughs) I do remember that growing up, yes. (laughs) And I would hope, and I pretty much know, I'm much better than I used to be, because if you've listened to my podcast, you know that I really didn't have a lot. Growing up, we had enough, but we didn't have any extra. And when I first started working, we didn't have a lot. We just had enough. And so I was careful with my money, and I know many of you are as well. Some of you have a different scenario where you have more than you need, and you spend more than you need, and you're listening to this podcast because you want to learn how do I win with money. So there's both extremes, right? But uh, let me just quickly tell you a story. One of the things, one time that I remember, I don't remember doing it more than one time, but we were having dinner and I literally, I'm kind of embarrassed to even say this, but I took the napkins and I tore them in half. So each kid, Nate and Kara, our two children, and my wife and I had a half of a napkin at the table. I just thought, why would we need this big honking napkin when a half would work? Well. That did not go very well, let me tell you. And my daughter still gives me a lot of, you know what, about it. Well, I can tell you it was more than one time. I don't know. No, I don't, it wasn't. I don't think we just ripped napkins up one time. All right. That's what they say. I don't believe it. But it was a long time ago. And that just shows you an example of like an extreme frugal person. And in my case, I was being a cheapskate, to be honest with you. And that was the wrong thing. And I learned from that. And I would never do that again. But you get the point, right? Being frugal is really important if you want to win with money. But don't go to the extreme where you're depriving yourself of what we call a normal life, right? I know of someone who, I think this was on TV one time, where it was like interviewing one of the most frugal people on earth. And of course, the guy was a loser, to be honest. (laughs) But uh, he talked about how he would get double rolled toilet paper and he would Uh, split it in half. Yep. 
So he would essentially get two rolls out of one double roll toilet paper. Yeah, that is nutso because think about it. You have to physically separate a full roll of TP, then re-roll it so you have two rolls of single ply. And that's an example of being way off the scale of being a good frugal person. I can laugh about this now and we can all laugh together, but there is a lesson here too. Sure, you want to be careful with your hard-earned money, but don't be a miser or a cheapskate. As in everything in life, find the balance. We all learn from these things, and we're all going to make mistakes. That's an example that I made, but I did learn from it. And I think at this stage in my life, and hopefully it was well before this, I have found the balance, but it did take me a while, okay? All right, today I'm going to share about the most financially successful person that I know who is also very frugal. At the time of this podcast, he is 92 years old and he has well over $100 billion. Now that's incredible. He's in the top 10 in the whole world for the most wealthy persons. Who cares? That really doesn't matter. But the point is, he's pretty smart with his money. But part of it was how he lived his life from the beginning. So I'm going to give you what I found was 11 of the best frugal examples from Warren Buffett's life. All right, here's the first one. Again, he's 92 years old. He's from Omaha, Nebraska. He still lives in the same modest house that he purchased in 1958 for $31,500. Now you think about that. Most people move at least, I think it's seven times, maybe it's 11 times in their lifetime. He's stayed in that same house since 1958. Yeah, and actually, I drove by it one time. I had really a friend that lived in Omaha, Nebraska. He still lives there with him and his wife. And we drove by it. It was a very simple home. It was nothing special. And it was fenced in, but you could still see it. it wasn't anything like the mansion you would expect. Wow, that's cool. I didn't know that. All right, another thing that he's known for, despite his immense wealth, Buffett prefers to drive an old Cadillac instead of a luxury car. And obviously, with his wealth, he could live any way and anywhere he wants. He could have somebody pick him up and drop him off at work, or he could do anything. But he still uses an older Cadillac instead of a luxury car. Buffett's love for frugality extends to his choice of beverages, as he drinks several cans of Coca-Cola each day, which are significantly cheaper than other fancy drinks. Now, I will tell you just as a side, Warren Buffett invests in companies that has long-term, and I'll tell you a little bit about this in a minute, but long-term futures. He has a very large percentage of his income in the Coca-Cola company. He's had it for years. That's kind of a little PR thing too, but for him, that's what he does. Well, he probably realizes that it's an addicting drink. Yeah, that's true too. The fact that too. he still drinks it here at 92 all his life, I'm sure that plays into it interesting. I've done a little bit of study on him and he does not eat very well. He eats hamburgers every day. He obviously drinks several Cokes a day. He has investments in Dairy Queen. And so he's always having Sundays and what you and I would probably say is really not good food, but he must have really good genes too. And his temperament is very optimistic and that plays a big part in his long-term health as well. But I digress. Another thing that shows that he's very frugal is he does not own a smartphone and prefers to use a flip phone, which keeps his communication expenses low. Now, again, he could have the best Apple phone there is. He could have four of them. He could have any number of phones, but he realizes that's not for him. That is not what rings his bell. 
having the latest gadget is not something that he prefers. He just has it as a utility. His joy comes from other things. Another frugal example is he enjoys simple meals at his favorite local restaurant. There's a restaurant called Gorat's where he often orders a medium rare steak with hash browns. Pretty simple. One other thing that he did is he once famously said, I will tell you how to become rich. Close the doors and be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. Now, that is a profound statement. And if you think that through a little bit, if you can grab that one statement, be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. If you apply that to the stock market, into the financial realm of investing, if you can do it, and most people can't do it, you're going to win with money. And basically what it says is when the stock market is crashing and all the prices of these really good quality stocks are down dramatically, that's when you buy. That's when you really grab hold and hold on for dear life. But frankly, most people can't do that. And it's really hard for me, to be honest with you. I've done it a little bit. But when I see those stocks go down, it's like, oh, gosh, how much farther is it going to go down? And so what you do is you don't do anything. You just sit on it and you wait. His point is just the opposite. All right. One other thing Buffett does is he avoids unnecessary financial risks and emphasizes the importance of investing in companies with a long-term perspective. Now, I mentioned that earlier, companies like Coca-Cola and Dairy Queen and Seize Candy. His financial investments in these companies have a huge stake. He is putting his money where his mouth is. He also advocates for avoiding high interest credit card debt and advises people to live within their means. Now, that one's a real basic one. Everybody should do that, but not everybody does. Yeah, if you just take one thing away, that's, <laughs> that's one way to have success is avoiding high interest credit card debt and living within your means. That's right. As I try to say from every single podcast, if you take away just one thing that really caught your eye, that really made sense to you today, if you apply that from your financial perspective, you're going to win with money. And just like Nate said, that's a good one. Buffett also believes in the power of compounding and encourages individuals to start saving and investing early in life. And I have shared that many times now in my podcast. He being 92, it's just like unbelievable because remember, if you can earn 7.2% on average over a 10-year period, whatever you have in your portfolio will double in value. And you can get 7.2%, not easily necessarily, but over a decade, you can definitely earn 7.2% per year. So think about it. If you had $2 million at 65, you'll have $4 million at 75 you'll have $8 million at 85, and you'll have $16 million at 95. Now, not everybody's going to live that long, but you see the point. Once you start to have real money in your bank account, so to speak, that 7.2% rule starts to really have a big effect on the total of your portfolio. And that's what Buffett has done. Being 92, and his numbers are much bigger than the average person, every 10 years, that guy, his money really jumps, okay? He also embraces a frugal travel lifestyle, often flying on regular commercial airlines instead of owning a private jet. Now, this simple example here is not common with what I would call quasi-successful people, people that maybe have 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 million dollars. I mean, those people have made it. They're successful. But many of them, not all, 
But many of them live the high life. They have a private jet and they have their own pilots that take them wherever they want to go, whenever they want to go. I mean, they can do it. But Warren Buffett's example is, do you really need to do that? If you want to win with money, he suggests doing it a little differently, right? The last thing I want to share, the 11th thing is Warren Buffett believes in the value of education, whether you get it in traditional education in a college setting or if you do it in podcast or your own personal studies. He values education and encourages people to invest in knowledge and personal development. And that's something we can all do. Now, in doing research on Warren Buffett, I came to realize that he is just a regular person. He's just like us in many ways. Mm-hmm. He's not flashy. He loves his family. He likes to have fun. And as a side, his fun, one of the things he likes to do is to play bridge, by the way. Sure, that's something I would like to do, but that's something he likes to do. And that's cool. And I'm not sure if he's tried pickleball yet, but you get the point, right? He's found the things that he likes to do. He loves his family and he's been successful. He realizes that money is not the be all end all. And I've talked about that before too. And in some ways, Warren Buffett is Mr. Average, that little personality that I kind of talk about sometimes. But where he differentiates himself is with how he uses his skills being frugal and disciplined with his personal finances. His joy and satisfaction financially is not found in the size of his bank account, but in making good choices, investing in good, solid, well-researched companies. So what does that look like for you and me? For one thing, are you using a budget faithfully? Are you living below your means, basically? Just for reference, I looked this up, only 32% do according to one study. So basically, one out of three have a budget and they stick to it faithfully. That's not good, okay? If you want to win with money, have a budget and stay within that budget. There are lots of places online where you can get a good budget. Dave Ramsey has a great one. There's tons. Just Google it. Are you saving for the future? Do you have an emergency fund? Have you put plans in place to automatically save for future expenses and future investment opportunities? So our world may be different from Warren's in some ways, but not in all ways. We can learn from him and apply that knowledge to winning with money as it fits our family situation, just like he has done. Finally, I'll leave you with something light. Why did the frugal person become an expert chef? Do you know, Nate? To save money on cooking? Okay. Because she knew how to cut corners. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. Drum roll, please. There's your dad joke, huh? There's my dad joke. Gotcha. Okay. Well, Warren is a very interesting person, and he's one of the few people that it almost seems like making money is game, but not necessarily one that he cares about with all that money. And I think what struck me most is he doesn't even fly private. Right. And it reminds me, nothing wrong with a guy, but Jeff Bezos, he couldn't get his yacht. It was so big. (laughs) He couldn't get it through some bridge or something because he's got one of the biggest yachts in the world. And just not to judge the guy, but I found it really interesting that Warren, after all these years, after all that money he's made, he still lives an enjoyable life doing the things he likes to do, drinking Coke, eating hamburgers, but frugally, because ultimately he realizes that spending all that money isn't actually making him happy. Yeah, and that's a really good point, Nate. And I will tell you that both people, in this case, you're talking about Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, or Warren Buffett, who runs Berkshire Hathaway. They both are extremely wealthy, and they can do whatever they want. And both of them have chosen to do things differently. And that's fine, as Nate mentioned. 
But being podcasts where I'm trying to teach you to be good with your money, where most of us, probably 99.99% of us are not going to be the next Warren Buffett, right? And so we're going to be someplace lower down that totem pole. So that's why I'm trying to teach these that you can pull one thing out to make a difference in your life to have a little better life. One thing I didn't talk about actually about Warren that I do know as a fact, when I looked today or the other day, He's in the top 10, as I mentioned, as the wealthiest person in the world, but he's right now tracking at the seventh wealthiest person in the world. I would read also that if he had not given away as much as he had, he would be the wealthiest person in the world. He has given away literally billions of dollars for charities and benefit others. So he's a good dude, and his ways of giving money is different than maybe you and I would, but uh, has done some good things with his money. It's not just he's not hoarding it, and his goal when he passes, it all goes to help others. All right, let me end with three points, and then we'll be done. Being frugal is a good thing. Being a cheapskate, not so much. Find the balance. Second, despite being able to have anything money desires, Warren Buffett has chosen to live a simple lifestyle. He knows that money is needed for living life, but is certainly not the number one goal in life. If you struggle in this area, it's time to change your priorities. You will not really win with money if you make money your number one goal in life. Got that? The third point that I want to emphasize today is do you find yourself always looking for the next new gadget, the new phone, the new watch, whatever it is, or having the latest fashion item that just came out? If you do, you're going to have a hard time succeeding financially. Note to self, Warren Buffett uses a flip phone. Yeah, some really good points there. I really like how you said you will not really win with money if you make getting money your number one goal in life. Yep. Isn't that the truth? And speaking from experience, I think you found a good balance between your old cheapskate self to where you are now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thanks, Nate. I hope I am that better person because of that. All right. The last thing I'm going to give you is to take action. And again, if you could pull one thing out of this, whether it was something you heard just a few minutes ago or what I leave you with now, I hope that you can start doing things that will change your trajectory and win with money. Remember, embracing a frugal mindset can not only improve your financial well-being, but also bring a sense of satisfaction and contentment. By learning from the frugal examples of individuals like Warren Buffett, you too can make wise choices in your own life and create a brighter future. All right, that wraps up today's episode. On the next podcast, it'll be a little different. Next time, Dave is going to share lyrics from a famous musician, someone who has won the Nobel Prize. He will be sharing how having a satisfying mind is one of the keys to winning with money. Do you know the artist Dave is quoting? I don't. (laughs) Come and listen next time and see if it can be applied to your own personal financial journey. And lastly, we want to just ask you one thing. If you like the episode, if you like the podcast, could you just do us a favor and share it with a friend? That would mean the world to us and that'll help us grow and reach others like you who are trying to win with money. Thank you, Nate, for saying that because I really would appreciate that. I'm just one guy, Nate and I are two people trying to help others succeed in an area that's difficult for many. And please share it with others. We don't make anything from this. We do it for the love of doing it. All right. As we do every week, I'm going to leave you with a scripture. 
This particular verse emphasizes the importance of wise stewardship, prudence, and planning ahead, highlighting the value of frugality, the subject that I discussed today, and it will ensure a secure and abundant future. It comes again from Proverbs, which has a ton of verses, as you can see, if you've been listening on finance. Proverbs 21 verse 20 says, The wise store up choice food and olive oil, but fools gulp theirs down. <laughs>